sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing... Husker Da versus Bob Mould. Yeah, so Pat, you uh, said you wanted to do one on the new Bob Mould album, and so I jumped in with another Husker Du album because uh, it's my goal in life to uh, get you to admit that Husker Du was the best ever. Um, and We're not there yet. We're, we're getting there. Well... If if Bob keeps putting out albums, I guess we can do some older Bob albums and uh, and keep going back to Who's Du. Don't forget Sugar. Or yeah, oh, that's true. Or just compare um, Who's Du to Big Bang Theory or something. That'd be fine with me. Yeah, did you get that out the Big Bang Theory album? The no, I didn't. Is it's it really good? Yeah. Before we get into the show, I'd like to. I I mean, I'm sure everyone can tell, but uh, this is the first episode we've done where it's uh, video included. So I just want to say hello. Oh, yeah, hi, everybody. And I, I wore this hat that you can see specifically for this episode, and I, I'm i kind of embarrassed by it, but the 90s were big with bedazzlers, and that's how this hat became so bedazzled. And as usual, I'm I'm wearing my uh, Lil Abner old man pajamas with the butt flap. Um, but I did... I, I can't see the butt flap, but I believe you. Not yet. Uh, you, that's that's the kind of thing you put right in the middle for ratings to keep people keep people occupied, or I mean keep people tuned in. Um, but but I think I feel like my corncob pipe was kind of a nice touch to that too. What's in that pipe? Oh, hubba bubba. So we're not there yet, Pat, with the Husker Du. Um, oh man. I just realized I, I shouldn't be picking my nose when this is our first video podcast. Damn it. So you, you learn these things as you go, as you go along. Should we call it a vidcast? We, we should, we should call it a, um, uh, yeah, I guess vidcast. I don't know. That sounds kind of terrible, but I guess podcast sounds kind of dumb too. I don't even know what the pod refers to. I believe it's iPods. Oh, so it's like totally Mac specific. So you can't listen to these on um, on Android phones or on uh, PCs or anything. Damn, I didn't know that. You can listen, but you uh, might not get the full enjoyment. It's not uh, in full laugh stereo, as they say. Yeah, well, if you're not on a Mac, you're not getting the full enjoyment out of life in general, I think. Um, because I believe marketing. But so we're not. You said we're not there yet with the Husker Du. So this album we're doing, we're doing "Flip Your Wig." Wait, well, where we're not at is where I'm supposed to say they're the best that ever existed. So oh, we're right. not there yet. No, I get that. Uh, but thanks for spelling it out for me. But this album, uh, "Flip Your Wig," we're doing versus because we might be where uh, a place where we're doing "Flip Your Wig," but we're not at the place where I'm going to say this is the best thing that ever existed. Right. Versus the new uh, Bob Mould album, Beauty and Ruin. So, but we we previously did uh, Husker Du's Zen Arcade versus uh, Grant Hart's album, and 
And actually, that episode uh, rates pretty highly on our on our downloads. And I'm I'm guessing it's not because of the Grant Hart album. Was that that was the Grant Hart album that was um, uh, the argument? Yeah, yeah, Paradise Paradise Lost. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do Bob Mould album versus anything. I thought we did that too. We did we did two Bob Mould albums versus each other. Oh, first first solo versus. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did we skip a a Husker do? Yes, there was one in between Zen Arcade and this one. Okay, why Uh, did we skip that? We skipped it because I thought you would like this one better than uh, New Day Rising, which was in between. Okay, thank you. Sure, and I, I mean, if I really wanted to get you into them, I would have gone all the way to their last album because I have no doubt you would like that one. But, uh, but I'm, you know, we're we're I'm easing you into Who's Do. I mean, you got to get in into the more punky stuff before you get into the super pop stuff i feel like if you're ever going to get into them so well so, will husker do ever do a show together again oh i'm sure yeah yeah they they seem to love each other and uh and they all seem to be really money grubbing so i don't see why not i don't i, I don't they don't none of them seem money grubbing to me no i was being sarcastic they hate each other they'll never they'll never play oh i didn't know anything about them hating each other so grant hart and bob mould hate each other or just everybody else yeah, no, Grant Hart and Bob Mould. I, I think the, the well, the bass player is a chef now. Um, he has his own restaurant, um, and I think he kind of like stayed out of it all throughout the throughout the band's existence. But yeah, they they can't stand each other. Oh, I had no idea. That's too bad. Yeah, I I, I could see. I the only thing I know about Grant Hart is a couple of his songs in that Argument album, which I really liked, and I just had the idea that he wouldn't hate anybody. But I could see Bob Mould hating people. Yeah, I think I think it's probably most of the hates on bob's end okay um is that a pun if it is i don't i don't even get it myself but uh that's usually the way it goes with whenever i say something funny i thought it was a visual pun oh right i keep forgetting this is a a vidcast um yeah so what did you think of this who's gonna do album i liked it i liked it a lot more than the last one there's a lot less distortion and there's a lot more, I don't know if melody is the right word, but it, I enjoyed listening to it a lot more. I liked it a lot. I think melody is the right word. They're, yeah. It's not It's not a lot of, a, not nearly as much screaming, hardcore rant. Yeah, there's some, but not, not as much, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is where you can tell it's kind of a pop. Yeah, they're bringing the, the pop into the punk. Yeah, but... Um, Did everyone, anyone ever call him po-punk? No. I don't think uh, so. I mean, I think they probably got called pop punk back in the day, but um, but I think that term kind of carries a negative connotation now. With like, if I think pop punk, I think like Blink One Eighty Two or somebody terrible like that. Yeah. Um, are, are they still around? Blink One Eighty Two. Who cares? Probably Blink One Eighty One. They're probably well. That's true. Or Blink One Eighty Three. Um, yeah. They're, they probably do like that Vans Warped tour or whatever that shitty. And that thing. still exists. I d- again, I don't know. I I really don't keep my finger on the pulse of shitty shitty pop culture as as much as I should. Do you uh, wear Vans? I, I do not wear Vans. I wore Vans uh, when this album came out, um, almost exclusively Vans and uh, Converse. Um, but back then, they were the cheap shoes that all the punks and skaters wore because they were cheap and now they're uh kind of pricey 
I was shocked to find out how I don't know about Vans, but when I was in college, the probably second year, I, I went to Macy's for God knows why I couldn't afford anything. But there was Converse All Stars for ten bucks, and I bought all of them. I bought every single pair they had. So I had Converse, Converse All Stars for a long time, and I loved them because they're really comfortable and they they were cheap. It was great, and I just was looking at shoes recently and I saw the Converse All-Stars are like $45, $50 and it doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense to me. Well, it's all, it's all marketing. I mean, now it's, it's, uh, people who were too young to live through the time when these were the cheap shoes who, um, who romanticize them as, you know, as being punk or whatever from, uh, from back in the day, you know, I'm (laughs) sure like lava lamps have gone up like, 5,000% 5,000% too since the 60s. <laughs> Chuck, Converse All-Stars kind of have an interesting history. I don't know their history, but interesting history from like a popularity perspective where back in when they first came out, they were super popular for guys playing sports like basketball players. And then they kind of got the subculture popularity later because they were cheap. And now they, they're not cheap, but they still have that popularity. It's, that's kind of neat. Because I remember having them, my dad used to talk about, oh, yeah, all the basketball players wore those. I'm like, it's not really I, – I, I played basketball, and I can't imagine wearing those shoes because they had they offered absolutely no ankle support. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, I'm really shocked. Well, when especially when you think about, like, basketball shoes today. Right, yeah. Um, these things are terrible for support. I wouldn't want to run down a court on them. And when I say run down a court, I mean drive uh, into a courthouse killing everybody inside but you would want to do that wearing a pair of nikes yeah nikes because then i can uh i can really hit the gas with the nikes it got that extra weight but you also have the psychic weight on you of already killing all the workers who made the shoes so it's like no big deal to kill a few more people right not no none at all at least and a few well let's see 12 jurors uh two attorneys it's a i think i'm pretty sure it's a non-jury trial it's just it's a bench trial Oh, you're right. I am. I am running into a bench trial. So just like the defendant, the attorneys, and the and the judge, and the court clerk, and the uh, stupid uh, bailiff. So yeah, that's that's nothing compared to the. Number Don't of forget people. the guy who draws what's going on. Oh, the caricaturist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nothing compared to the people who died making the shoes. So. No, I think that that's uh that's karmic balance is all I'm going for. And so flip your wig. Um, yeah, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad this one was more to your liking. Yeah, Yeah. it was fun. It was fun to listen to it. Had a lot of energy and, uh, beauty. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think the beauty is the thing that a lot of people don't hear, uh, or didn't hear at the time. Um, but you know, it's, it's obviously become much more of a common sound now, um, and you chose "Flip Your Wig" as your first choice, the song. Yeah, I choose. I chose that song. It's funny because I was. Well, I'll talk about it later. Actually, yeah, "Flip Flip Your Wig" uh, as a first choice because I think it's a, uh, it's very pop, and it's got the, uh, both of them sing on it, and they do the call and response vocals at the end. Yeah, I love I love the non Bob singing on this song. It's really it gives it a really sweet edge, that that his voice doesn't have, so it it the. The, having both of them in there is nice. Yeah, Grant Hart was always the more McCartney-ish one of the of the duo, and Bob was more the John Lennon. Um, which brings up a point. 
with me, um, so are, I would assume, Beatles-wise, you're a McCartney fan more than a Lennon fan. I think I've gone through the songs I like, and I I think I am more of a McCartney fan somewhat, but I think it's pretty close. Yeah, well, they're they're both great. Um, but yeah, I can usually I can usually tell who's who's more of a McCartney person um, based on their preferences. You see more McCartney. But, but if yeah. we're gonna if we're getting down to brass tacks, I'm a I'm a Ringo man. Aren't we all? I'm the only surviving Beatle. So. We all kind of have to be Ringo fans now. Well, I don't know if uh, if you want to be call call Paul's. I mean, I know he's 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 dead, but not really dead. Well, he for all intents and purposes, he's dead. He died in a car crash in what '66, I think it was. Right, but I mean, the the simulacrum they created to to take over his life is pretty close. Yeah, he's. I guess you can consider him alive, um, even though he's he's made out of old toasters and stuff. Um, well, the thing is, he will live forever. So true. you can't you can't you can't call him. Either, he's neither alive nor dead. Yeah, he's he's kind of. I mean, he's not really a zombie. He's more like an artificial intelligence. But um, but much like Dick Cheney, who right. who uh, I guess is is technically alive until. Um, until a dictionary catches up to science and we create a new word for these people. Do you think, I, I'm pretty sure Dick Cheney, we, we wouldn't, well, some people would, but I certainly wouldn't. Uh, but I, maybe the Paul, Mc, the Paul McCartney, I, I think I'd give him the right to vote. Yeah, I'd give McCartney the right to vote. Um, well, the Cheney doesn't really need the right to vote because he just pulls the strings from behind the curtain anyway. That's true. He takes, he takes what he wants. Yeah, it's. I mean, that would that would make a good sci-fi movie, like the uh, the good versus evil evil bot. Like they're both bred in the same laboratory, but one went one way, and one went the other. Um, well, I I guess you could call one data, and the other one evil data. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised nobody's ever thought of that before. Strange. There's only so many stories people can come up with, so it takes people like you, visionaries. To come up with the better versions. That is true. I, I mean, they say there are only what, like, four or five different different plots. It's a uh, man against man, man against nature, um, man against burrito. I I think it's uh, man against monkey, which we learned from the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, man against baby. Baby always wins. Yeah, yeah, baby. Well, yeah, they can't kill babies in movies. It's not, it's not kosher. Um. Don't bring religion into it again. My apologies. It's not uh, Hilal. Thanks. Sure. So yeah, flip your wig. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about it. Um, and it's you know it's like it's like a pop song, but like played with a lot of intensity, which is basically the whole album, I guess. There is one thing I didn't like about this specific song, and in, in the middle of the song, like a harder edge guitar started, and it was it didn't sounds the same as the guitar in the rest of the songs on this album. It felt like a really early 80s sound to it. Really? On this particular song? Flip Your Wig, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't have that problem at all. But uh, And I, frankly, it's something I never noticed. Um, I might be wrong. Yeah. But I, I know I know that has the guitar sound to it that I don't like compared to the the rest of the guitars. And it feels like it feels like more of a shredding guitar, like a, I don't know, Van Halen kind of guitar. Oh, really? See, I hear of it, I hear it more as like a uh, speeded up Chuck Berry 
kind of guitar. But uh, we can let the listeners decide. Um, let's play them a little. Maybe I'll, I'll start it in the guitar solo. So oh, we can hear you. what we're talking about. Here's uh, Flip Your Wig. So we should say I picked, I picked the songs on this album, and you picked the ones on the Bob Mould album. Uh, yeah, I wasn't offended not to have the choice or anything, but whatever. Well, would you have? Well, let me ask you this: Can you remember the songs on this album well enough? Or was there anything that you would have picked? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I didn't write a lot about it, about it down. The only song I would have picked that different than what you picked is Games. I like that a lot. Oh yeah, that's another Bob song. Um, so that would have fit. I was kind of I tried to pick like all Bob Mould songs on this one. Since we're comparing it to a Bob Mould album and not to any of the Grant Hart songs. Yeah, Games is a good one, too. Um, never played live, to my knowledge. Uh, you have any idea why not? Well, I, I mean, I think it was it was probably they got sued by um, Milton Bradley or something. Or, you know, we they are very the, litigious. Yeah, they own the, the copyright to the word Games, so... Um, and you know, at the time they, they couldn't afford it. Now Bob's got all that, uh, daily show theme money. He probably could fight back, but, um, but too late. Do you think Bob Mould and they might be Giants will form a super band? Much like, much like, uh, like the, uh, who was it? Uh, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison. Um, yeah, the breeders. With uh, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could kind of see it happening. Maybe. I mean, that might be, um, that might be too, too many kind of grating voices in one band. But maybe they would play off each other well. My next pick was from this album um, was the big hit single, which was not a hit, obviously. Um, but I think probably they're, they're biggest selling single up to that point although they hadn't really released that many so it doesn't it's meaningless basically what i'm saying right now completely meaningless but it's it's interesting that it is the one single from this album 
Yeah, makes no sense at all. Um, I'm going to say April would not like this song. Really? You don't think April would like this? Because they repeat makes no sense at all quite a few times. Oh, right. She did have quite the problem with uh, Katrina and the ways walking on sunshine. Uh, well, you know, now that I think of it, um, and since this is a vid, uh, a vidcast, is that what we're calling it? You, mm-hmm. can, you can see that I'm checking my calendar. Uh, the the episode we recorded with April has not come out yet. So well, now, the audience doesn't need to know that. Now you've ruined everything. Well, they might... Th- I mean, I was just worried that they might think we were talking about the April, the little girl from Spellbound, uh, from the that episode. Oh, I, I just assumed they thought I was talking about the month. True. April is the cruelest month, so it might it might not like this, this song. Um yeah, they do say makes no sense at all a lot. I mean, it's it's very uh, pop song in its structure. It reminds me a lot of a cheap cheap trick song. Oh yeah, that's I can see that. That's very complimentary. It, it does have that that um, harder edge power pop feel to it. Yeah, yeah. That that cheap trick had, and uh, again the very nice uh, background vocals from Grant Hart and his cool little. Uh, drum fills and stuff. Um, yeah, this, I mean, probably if this had been released 10 years later, it, it could have made a dent on the charts. But uh, in 85, nobody was having it. So let's, uh, let's play a little. Here's Makes No Sense at All. I remember uh, reading, I think it was in Spin Magazine. Um, it had to be around this, the time of this album. There was an article and, and like one of the, those dumbass interviewer questions um, that, that only an inter- interviewer would ask, but nobody would ever really say to anybody in real life. He said, um, he asked him, uh, what song of yours would you like to play um, for nuclear destruction or something, you know? At, at the end of the world, and, and Bob said, makes no sense at all. And then he said, then after that, he amended, um, although really any of our songs could work for that, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that's my makes no sense at all anecdote. Uh, I love think that's it. a really stupid question. No offense to, to the anybody. No doubt deceased spin writer. Um, Why do you not doubt that he's deceased? No, I... Why do I not doubt it? Well, mm-hmm. he wrote for Spin, and uh, and you know they've gone, they've stopped publication. So, 
oh, I didn't. I, so I thought when they stopped publication, it just meant they no longer had jobs. But it, it, it actually is one of those suicide cult things that once we stop printing, we stop living, we stop breathing, we stop doing. Not, yeah, not so much a suicide cult as um, as more of a, a dictatorial thing. Like that's in their contracts. Hmm. Thank God I didn't take that internship at spin. Well, if it was an unpaid internship, you're fine. But once you stop making a money, um, there's no re- reason for you to keep breathing. Yeah, I remember this song. I mean, obviously, I was 15. Um, and I remember uh, it probably was a few years later. I want to say like 88 or something. Uh, but maybe it was earlier. Uh, who cares, really? But uh, at Tower Records, they used to have this thing where it was like uh, an early version of iTunes where you could go and they had like this huge list of songs and you could make your own cassette. Like oh, that's a, Your neat. own mixtape. never saw that. Yeah, and I remember being so excited and putting this song on. Uh, I was, I think I was just excited that they had Husker Du on there and I put this song on there. Uh, along with They Might Be Giants, uh, Anna Eng. So yeah, it had to be like 88. Um, but even though I already owned the goddamn song, I felt the need to pay for it and put it on mixtape again. I wonder how much they charge per song. I think it was something like 49 cents. Oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't cheap at the time, necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I, so Tower Records was kind of a national thing. I don't think I realized that. I mean, I guess I should have, because there was a huge one in L.A., and there was Tower Records out here. But I just didn't put together that there was one up, up at your, near you, too. Yeah, man, I'm not... I'm not in some fucking backwater. There are plenty of time. Ta- I think their headquarters were in in uh, California somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Probably they had them in New York and. Uh, and but they're in- gone now. They're all gone. They're all gone. It's a it's a uh, sad memory. It's a sad. It sounds like a happy memory making your own tapes. I mean, just the whole company is a sad. Me- I mean, it was a sorry stain on our nation's history the whole tower records uh franchise trying to sell people music it's all free now yeah um yeah that that was my that's that's basically all i have to say about uh about that song are there stores where you can go in and buy cds and they sell nothing else i don't think so i think well i mean i guess there are I, I, oh, there, there is. I'm not seeing record stores that don't at least sell like some DVDs and stuff. There's, yeah, I get, there's a at least in Philadelphia, there's a couple record record stores where they pay, they sell LPs and CDs. I don't think it ha- they have any anything else, but that's true. We went to one last time I was out there with you. Yeah, so there's 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 those. I was just thinking of like, I guess what I'm thinking of was at malls like Sam Goody. I don't think they sold anything but music, but they don't exist anymore. No, there's no chain stores at all, I there's, think, that are record stores. There's FYE, but they sell everything. They don't sell just music. Do you have those there? No, never heard of them. I think it's it looks like a Sam Goody, but they also have DVDs and uh, plushy toys. Does it stand for For Your Ears? Hmm, I've never asked. I just assumed it was just some guy's initials. I mean, Frank. it could be. Y- Yardley expert. It could also be fuck you, Ensign. Uh, because, you know, the the anti-Wesley Crusher sentiment. Which I don't understand. I 
I always loved Wesley Crusher when I watched the show. I mean, I like don't I know. I was the target audience. Yeah, I don't know that I loved him, but I didn't have a problem with him. Let you, it's weird uh, with the internet. You find a lot of hate for shit that uh, that you never would have guessed. Yes, I, I had no idea that people did dislike Return of the Jedi, and I had no idea they disliked Return of the Jedi because of the Ewoks. And the Ewoks happened to be one of my favorite parts of Return of the Jedi. Uh, you can count me among those. Yeah. yeah. But but you were at the right age when Return of the Jedi. I was yeah. 13, so at that point I was like, what is this kitty bullshit? And I was like, this is delightful. Of course I would stay, say that now, so I don't think it was just solely age, but it, it did help for me. Yeah, I was. I mean, that was definitely the age where you you don't want to be involved in cuteness at all. Um, 13. But yeah, I, I mean, I noticed... Oh, Jesus Christ. I should know better than to go on on message boards and, uh, and get into any kind of conversation with anybody. I, uh, I did, I was talking about sexism in song lyrics and you wouldn't think that saying, say Motley Crue or Kiss is sexist is, uh, very controversial. And yet I get all these people jumping down my shit about it. Well, you have to admit you're a prude. I do have to admit I'm a prude and I do freely admit, uh, I'm a prude and and also, uh, wait, a prude is uh, a nude prune, right? I believe so. Yeah, I am a nude prune, as viewers uh, of this uh, vidcast can tell. But you are a fully clothed nude prune. It's true, and and so maybe that's where my problem is. Um, I can't embrace. I, I'm impressed by how you say Lil Abner so perfectly without even. It, it didn't seem like you even thought about it. You just said Lil Abner. I have trouble with the Lil part, because I want to say Lil, because he spells it so funny, but it's supposed to be like Little, but you say that you don't really pronounce it t-t. Yeah, it's it's a, a very uh, dumb thing that I never uh, never fully got, like the whole Lil, L-I apostrophe L. But you did it magnificently. Thank you. Um, or as Michael Stipe would say, we're not doing. Oh right, we're, we're, we're not doing our. Sorry, and we haven't done that one yet. Either. I didn't need to. I didn't mean to interrupt your magnificent. That's the only word I know. No, it always it always seemed like uh, even when I was a kid, like uh, uh, an antiquated thing, Lil. Like I'd never heard that expression. Then when I would see something like Lil Abner, uh, it would it sounded it sounded very quaint to me. Is Lil Abner the comic strip where the characters aged? Uh, no, I think it was the the far side. Oh, those cows. We got to see their entire life cycle. From gestation, to birth, to milking, to slaughter. To coming out my butthole. Yeah. Uh, I so actually, you, don't, you don't eat dairy cows. You don't eat... I guess they're just for... Well, maybe... Yeah, I don't know. When they get old enough, maybe they, uh, they slaughter them. When they can no longer produce milk... But they probably go into dog food. Yeah, I would imagine because they're not bred to be eaten. Um, although I don't know, a, a cow's a cow. Yeah, and I bet they have a nice milky flavor. Um, I I honestly don't know, but uh, but then I'm not a goddamn redneck hick either, so why would I? Um, and you're a vegan. And I'm I'm considering not vegan. Um, I'm considering going far more vegetarian 
than I am now. Not fully because I could, you know, I, I, I'm never going to give up bacon. And I like, like, you know, I like burritos too much, carne asada burritos and stuff. Uh, but it, the older I get, the more it grosses me out, just the thought of it. You already don't eat chicken. I don't eat chicken. Uh, what else don't I eat? I basically don't na- eat anything named after the animal. Like, I won't eat lamb. Because the whole time I'm eating it, I'm thinking of the fucking lamb. Like I have a I have a very weak stomach for that kind of thing. Oh, um, so that's why you're okay with beef? Because yep. it's not called cow? Not called cow. And and plus, like, hamburger and stuff so ground up. Like, you can't... Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah. But you wouldn't eat ground turkey. Turkey I don't have a problem with because uh, they're dumb birds. Uh, they're like the Dick Cheney of, of the animal kingdom. Um, so you'd eat ground dick? Would I? The The thing about turkey is I just don't care for it so much. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'll, I'll eat it like at, at Thanksgiving and, and stuff. Um, yeah, which is weird. I think the chicken thing, it's all mental with me, and I realize that, um, but it doesn't change anything. Um, I saw this group, I think it was uh, Meat Beat Manifesto, like this industrial group I saw in like the early 90s, and... Uh, I think it was them, and they played like uh, uh, films behind them of, their, of like chickens being slaughtered and stuff, you know. <laughs> and it it just fucking grossed me out of existence. So no more chickens. No more chickens. I also had a bad experience with chicken uh, at a uh, at a buffet once, like in the in the seventies when I was a kid, uh, back when there were like buffets on every goddamn corner. And uh, I got it was a pe- wonderland. It was it was a wonderland, and uh, except for the uh, smoking section, which we always sat in because my mom uh, was and is an inveterate smoker. And but really, sitting in the non-smoking section didn't help you any, since the only difference between the smoking and non-smoking section was a little sign. It w- it was literally a little, not even a curtain. And the sign did uh, didn't do much to stop the smoke. I mean, it tried, it tried its level best, but signs aren't good at stopping smoke. They, I mean, they especially weren't back then. I think sign technology was in, more in its infancy back then. Uh, but yeah, so but I I got a piece of fried chicken, a bit into it, and it was and uh, blood came out. Ooh, yeah, jeez. So that kind of was that your blood? Was it my bovold? That's what I heard from you. Shit, did you cut off? Was that your blood? What? <laughs> uh, I at this late date, who can say? But it's the kind of thing that sticks in your head, so uh, I've never really gotten over it, and so that shit's just always in my mind when when I see chicken, I think. It has nothing to do with, necessarily, uh, the flavor of chicken or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and welcome to a podcast about eating food. This week? Chicken. Yeah, what else? But, I, but yeah, same thing with, like, pork. I'll eat the shit out of pork. It's not called pig. It's not called babe pig in the city. Uh, so I, yeah, I have no problem with it. Uh, huh, I never even thought of, thought of that. The, the, those two meats aren't called what they are, but chicken and turkey and rabbit, I guess. Won't eat rabbit. Nope. Um, duck. Duck. I won't eat. I won't eat deer. Yeah. Even well, that I'm, has a different name. That's venison. Would you eat venison? Uh, no, I, I still won't. Because I I don't know what it is, man. Like these woodland creatures. I guess I just don't have a, any problem uh, oppressing cows and chickens. Well, you do have a problem oppressing chickens. 
I mean, uh, cows and pigs. Oh, okay. Well, the thing is, you saw the video with the chickens, so that's going to definitely turn you off of it. And you know for a fact that they, the way they slaughter cow is just they, they put them in a little a comfortable room. They turn a TV on with a, something that cows enjoy, like maybe... Uh, uh, Sam music? Maybe. I was thinking of Animal Planet. And they just gas the room, and they fall asleep, and then they're dead. And right. then they... They don't even uh, cut them up. They let them dissolve a little bit, and then they turn them into uh, meat. Yeah, exactly. And the gas they use smells uh, smells like flowers and grass, so they're they're happy the whole way going out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so my my logic is impeccable. Uh, much like the logic of the next song, "Divide and Conquer." So this is more of a screamer. Yeah, this is the I think might be the biggest screamer on the CD that I remember. But this one, that was the thing I noted as I listened to it that I was not loving Bob singing on this song. And I, I like the guitar playing a lot more than "Flip Your Wig." I like I like that sound, but I don't like the Bob singing. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, it it's just a relentless song, mm-hmm. um, and it's like one riff over and over and and. Um, totally uh driving drums and everything um and he he uh i think we talked about it on on a previous episode he uh basically sees the internet coming in the lyrics if you can make them out what does he say what is it uh ah shit now i gotta now i gotta sorry i gotta play the song in my head um, we'll invent some new computers link up the global village get ap upi and reuters and tell everybody the news Oh man! So yeah, uh, pretty uh, cool for eighty-five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about this except it's just like a rager. And uh, and I just like the the relentlessness of it. Like I said, um, so uh, makes no sense at all. He he's done that song solo, right? Like, yeah, he yeah he still plays that one. How about the other two? Uh, he just started playing "Flip Your Wig" solo. Yeah. Yeah, within the past year, and he he played "Divide and Conquer" in 2008 when I saw him, but I don't think ever before or since. So, um, but, but here, let's let's uh, try to stay on topic. Uh, here's "Divide and Conquer."
All right, so that was the last song on Flip Your Wig. Um, a mighty fine album. I suggest you buy it. Uh, and by buy it, he means illegally download it from the internet or the Global Village. In general, that's what I mean, but not with Husker Du. They never made a lot of money. But so, they're not making it now. It just goes to Warner Brothers. Well, this was they were still on SST for this one. So, yeah, you're right. They're still not making it because they had some shady business practices as well. Um, so, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. But it's a great album. Um, even in, Recommendations. Well, oh, we have sorry. what? God damn it. Let's, I'm so excited with the camera staring at me. I'm, I'm just nervous. I know. I got to stop uh, playing with my belly button. I keep forgetting about this damn webcam. I uh, wish you would continue. Let's uh, let's take a break and uh, we'll come back and talk to the. Uh, well, we'll talk to the album, uh, by which I mean we'll talk to each other about the album. Um, but we could we could try to talk to the album, too. If if we can get the album on on webcam, we will talk to it. Uh, but let's take a break, and uh, we'll be back with a bottle. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shanmiro to computers wearing earphones. Oh. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeplechasing. And we're back. And you should have seen the things we talked about during the break. It's too bad we don't record the break. Yeah. In fact, why don't we start recording the break and then we'll just put that out on Friday afternoons at, at noon. As little and, bonus episodes? Yeah, and then delete it at, at noon 30. Yeah, that's that seems like a plan. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I, I think uh, noon thirty is the correct technical term too. So, thanks. I might have gotten confused otherwise. So, Bob Mould, uh, Beauty and Ruin. Uh, what was your take on this one, Pat? I don't think both of us have listened to it super extensively. Like I've got a sense of it. Um, yeah, I feel the same way. It hasn't even been out that long, has it? Yeah. I liked it. I liked. Uh, I don't remember any songs on it that I, I really hated. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's funny because I was like reading some reviews and I think uh, Pitchfork I was reading, although, you know, it's Pitchfork. So Yeah, I feel like Pitchfork has some good recommendations sometimes, but I don't think their criticism is very good. No, they're... Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, they're up their own ass and they're, you know, they're, they just strive so hard to be hip. It's... It's and it's apparent in their in their criticism, but um, but two of the songs you picked they they listed as the worst. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh well. So you know you're probably uh, doing all right. Sorry, Pitchfork. Wait, was it forgiveness and let the beauty be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I that would make sense from a Bob Mould fan. I feel like because they are they are a lot softer. Yeah, they're the two least. Bob Mould like songs on the album, I guess. But I think he does them well. So I, I mean, I think he, whatever he does is usually, he he's 
successful a, a lot of the time when even when he tries something things that are much different like that that electronic album i like that a lot yeah i i always i mean i feel like on first listen i take like more of the pitch por- pitchfork viewpoint and then when i listen more i'm like oh yeah that's good uh but but yeah so this is his i what is this his 11th solo record i guess i don't know not that too long after his his last one um, yeah 11 which was 2012 um so he's getting more back into the uh closer to the Husker Du release schedule than the uh u2 release schedule but it's so this is the second one in a row where he's played with the same band and as i always say i like him better when he's got a steady band so is there guys in this band that are famous from other stuff yeah, drummer is the drummer for Super Chunk, and uh, he, he and the Mountain Goats, and he's played with basically everybody in like indie rock. Okay. And, uh, the bass player was in a band called uh, Verb Verbo Verbal. I don't know how you pronounce it, and uh, he's got his own little solo thing, uh, but I can't remember the name of the band right now. It's like singles something. I I don't know whatever. Um, but yeah, so I think they uh, they obviously work well together and and i don't know you can if you if you are a musician or even just like a a heavy music listening fan i feel like you can tell when like the the other players are just hired hands like Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. not the same chemistry yeah so i i like this band and uh and i like the new bob where i guess his first video premiered on funny or die um so he's like showing more of a sense of humor nowadays rather than being like mr mopey doom and gloom all the time which is funny because there's a lot of mopey doom and gloom in the lyrics there is well i guess uh, his father died oh um so the album's kind of a reaction to that uh and but but there's some like funny shit in the lyrics too yeah. like the yeah. hey mr gray he's kind of making fun of himself for being an old man <laughs> what do you think of the album cover it's well, so it's a picture of Bob from like the eighties and then, uh, his face and then his face now superimposed over it. Uh, and it's called beauty and ruin, which is kind of another good joke. Yeah. Why did you describe the picture? Uh, why don't we just hold it up for people to see? That's what I'm saying. I, I was holding it up and you're describing oh, it. Oh, not, I guess kind of ADA. That's a good idea. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't be looking at it. I'm not sure. Was this, this the, the 80s picture of him? Sorry to talk over you as if your, your uh, words don't matter. But was the 80s picture of him from an album cover or was it just some picture they took? No, I think it's just a candid photo. Okay. I, I, I am of two minds of the, the, the fact that some artists do that where they take... Well, I thought this was an old old album cover, but like that was it David Bowie has an album cover where the the new albums that like the 1970s album cover just kind of messed up a little bit. Yeah, right. His latest album with like something over his eyes or something. Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of like it, but I kind of think it's too I don't know too too cute and too self referential. I yeah. I might but I not... guess it makes sense if you have such a long career that you're going to be self referential. Go ahead, sorry. I... I might not like it as much if the title wasn't Beauty and Ruin. Yeah, that is funny. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. I mean, there's. It's not like he's gonna break new ground at this point. I don't feel like. Um, but but he's doing what he does well, Mm -hmm. still. So 
uh yeah it's a it's a good album and and uh he's got a still a lot of like fast stuff that could that could give uh young musicians a run for their money i feel like yeah i feel like the 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 first song i picked little glass glass pill it starts really slow but it builds and builds and then the rest of the song is this constant action so the, like two minutes and change of really good but almost exhausting yeah exactly almost exhausting that's a good way exhausting that's a good way to describe it um uh, yeah, I really like the the intro to it because I don't know if you're familiar with him, but it sounds a lot like Richard Thompson to me. It's got like kind of a folk with like maybe a bit of Middle Eastern sounding mm-hmm. guitar, and then yeah, and then it just starts going uh, ragey. Yeah, not quite divide and conquer ragey, but you know, no. But for uh, a dude in his fifties, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, and and kind of doom and gloom lyrics to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's well, let's play it. Uh, Little glass pill. Pat's first pick from Beauty and Ruin. Here you go. still you know it's got a hook and everything mm-hmm. yeah yeah um all right so what would your favorite song on this on this cd bay i don't Do know if i want to say because i think it's gonna i'll end up talking about it on our uh best of 2014 oh, part okay. one okay so but can you just give a hint like what's it rhyme with um first letter of the last word it rhymes with um, "I don't know you any snore." Oh, yeah, I like tomorrow morning too. Yeah, that's a good one. You, damn it, we gave it away. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, the one, the one I'm talking about is more of like a a uh, a power pop in the power pop mold, kind of a sugar song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but your next pick, so yeah, these are the two that uh. That Pitchfork thinks were were sellout, uh, not sellouts. I don't know what they. Oh, it's funny too because I I, I was looking at uh, I was playing uh, Divide and Conquer on YouTube, and there was some comment on there about yeah, this is when they sold out. <laughs> so Divide and Conquer was was a song this person picked from that. Flip your wig is when they sold out. Not makes no sense at all. Right. Or that baby song. That baby song's really where they sold out. They're they're they were ahead of their time. They were going for the uh, Wiggles market. Uh, with the I'm baby song. I'm surprised they they never toured and you know had 
all kinds of kids dancing to their music and just created a, a, a super punk population of babies. In, in the, uh, if, if history had not, uh, turned us into the shitty state we're at now and things had, had been perfect, that's exactly what would have happened. But, uh, as it is, there were no babies dancing to Husker Du back in the day. And I dare say, there aren't that many now. But, then again, babies don't have the greatest, uh, motor coordination. No, their dancing is terrible. But as a Ally McBeal fan, you know that it can be very good. It can, yeah. When when the uh, when the baby is a freakish nightmare, the that's the only good thing about a be, being a freakish nightmare baby is that uh, despite your gross physical deformity and uh, the fact that you make people vomit on sight, you do have the dance moves. But I'm impressed. You you refuse to be known as a Republican, but you have no problem being known as an Ally McBeal fan. Oh, I never said I was a fan. I said you were, and you didn't disagree. On the other hand, if I had said you were, when you were 15, you were Ronald Reagan's biggest booster at your high school, you would have torn my throat out and fed it to one of your chickens. I wouldn't mind uh, have, having uh, boosted uh, Ronald Reagan. My balls across his nose. That's not what boosting is. Oh, I've been living a lie. Low these many years. Um... Wait, what? Now I've lost track. So, what was your sec? Oh, uh, forgiveness. Yeah, very pretty song. I, uh, I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that people dislike it so much. What are they? They call it the worst Bob Mould song ever. No, no. Uh, Okay. Let me see. It actually, it says, "I'll read you." Forgiveness feels forced in both its ham-fisted jangle and its stiff attempt to add some small amount of textural dynamic to the album, which I disagree with. Uh, thankfully, Forgiveness is the only track here that feels feels disposable, um, although Let the Beauty Be and Fix It come close, they say. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, Forgiveness is, is lovely, and I, I really like how he has the piano or keyboard like emphasize his his words in that part of the song. I really like the... I couldn't tell if it was just a straight-ahead piano or a keyboard of some type either, yeah. Um, no, I really I like, like that touch. And and uh, although it was one when I first heard it, it sounded maybe a little uh, trite lyrically, but, but the more I listened, um, and same with Let the Beauty Be, uh, but then the more I listened and, and they got under my skin, the more I appreciated them. I don't think I mind. I guess I might just not mind trite lyrics because I, I thought the lyrics were fine in both. Uh, just well, kind of straightforward. It's also not like the whole album's like one big new agey uh, positivity fest. Like, it's nice to have contrasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it gives you some breathing room. Uh, yeah, no, I really like this one too. And uh, since uh, I'm... I'm not quite the critic that uh, Pitchfork is and, and can't use my words so good. Let's just uh, play Forgiveness so people can hear it and make up their own minds. Uh, but I would I would advise you repeat this song, uh, this little snippet, five or six times, and then, then maybe you'll like it more. Here is Forgiveness.
Well, it's my my uh, estimation of things that people mostly who listen to our show they listen to it five or six times. The whole show. Yeah. Yeah. Just hit repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're not on an Android phone, because as we said, you can't you can't listen to podcasts on those. You can, but you can only listen to them once, and then they destroy themselves. Have you ever heard of that show, Mission Impossible? Machine Impossible? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that like one of those Discovery Channel shows? They just come up with, like, machines, and then at, at the end of the episode, they're like, nope, that'll never work. I don't know, John. I was asking you if you've ever heard of it. I haven't. I have not. Uh. Um. Yeah, your last pick also uh, more one of the uh, one of the more subdued mm-hmm. songs on the Very album. Very pretty. Spar- it's sparse, but it builds up. Like at the beginning, I think it's just his voice, and then him and the guitar, and then and then the whole, the full band comes on by the end of the song, and it's it has sad lyrics, but not so. necessarily sad music. No, no. Um, yeah, it almost we, sounds like we, an early seventies AM like soft rock. <laughs> It's all, it's almost like a nursery rhyme or a lullaby musically. Pleasant, and it has the we've talked about before where it takes balls to to write a song where part of the song is do 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 do. Yeah, he's got the do do do's in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, and that's fun. And Bob Mould don't care. Yeah, Bob Mould don't give a fuck. If uh, on maybe if he gets more and more, uh, or I should say. Well, more uh, comfortable with with using humor. Maybe on his next album, he'll just have a song, or maybe the whole album will just be called "Doo Doo." We can hope. Bob Mould's "Doo Doo." So, "Let the Beauty Be" was the name of the song. Uh, did we mention that? Mm-hmm. Oh, we did. Well, what the hell am I still talking for then? Um, let's get into it. Here is Pat's final pick: "Let the Beauty Be." But you couldn't get the tears to collide Maybe you weren't that sad You were just lonely You could take a walk in the park Or stay out late at some seedy bar It won't seem so bad You'll shake it off Yeah, so that gives kind of, I mean, well, you did pick Little Glass Pills, so that gives more of the other side of it. Um, there, There's, I think, more stuff in the vein of Little Glass Pill than these two songs on, on the album. Yeah. Um, and also uh, a couple things that are just kind of dark and brooding sounding. Um, but yeah, a lot of fast stuff, and and I don't know, if you 
like Bob Mould, I don't see why you wouldn't like it. Uh, if you don't like Bob Mould, I don't really know why you're listening to this episode. Oh, because of the, to see what we look like on the vidcast. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see the emails. I'm sure they're going to compliment our attire, our beautiful smiles. Our rugged good looks. Yeah. Uh, our, our attention to uh, clipping our toenails. I mean, I hope that comes. I, I mean, hopefully you, you've got a big enough screen that you can you can tell the real attention to detail we took with that. But you know, the thing is, with that is, I would hope that in the past year they could hear it in our voices how 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 well well clipped our toenails are. You would think, but you know, I don't know. A lot of people listen to this kind of thing when they're uh, commuting and stuff, and uh, they don't give it the full attention that we deserve, um, nay, that we demand from you, uh, ingrates. Bunch of motherfuckers. Damn, they can still see me messing with my belly button. All right, I gotta stop this. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go out on a limb and and say this will probably be our last vidcast because I obviously can't don't know how to control myself. It depends. It depends on what the what everyone thinks. If we get a lot of emails saying bring back the vidcast, we will do it again. But you know, it's it's not every episode because I can't get dressed up like this all the time. No, and I mean I, I obviously can because I'm wearing my butt flap PJs, but uh, and and I will. I mean, if that's what the people want, I, I will do this again in my butt flat pjs um but yeah let's let's uh let's see how it goes with this one i know you are a big fan of the theater of the imagination whoa how are you john Eh, i guess i can't complain i mean i totally can complain but i'm not going to Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, I'm doing all right. Um, I, dude, I'm uh, I'm generally not a hypochondriac, but, well, maybe I am, because as soon as anything starts feeling weird, I then I get all crazy. Like, last night, I, uh, after eating, I got really fucking lightheaded and dizzy, and, uh, and then I was convinced I was having a stroke, and I was, like, looking up, uh, looking up symptoms of a stroke, and then I, I would start, like, being like, Wait, can I understand what people are saying? Wait, maybe I can't. Uh, but my mom did have a stroke at the age I am now. Oh, that is scary. So, yeah, I think it's it's like always in the back of my mind. But she smoked a lot. She continues to smoke a lot, yeah. Uh, hi, mom. That might, that might have something to do with it. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, it's ridiculous, but... but uh, yeah, I was. So, so you're leaving a lot of people in suspense. Oh, I had a stroke. Oh, okay. You yeah. sound good. Yeah. You look good. Oh wait, no, that was me being deaf. Yeah, I was gonna say. Which Can I you over, hear me, John? I overcame, uh, in my in my thirties. Um, but other than that, I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm good. I I. Did I talk about the Revenge of the Nerds movie? Oh, you I went, went to? to you went to the movie interruption. Yeah, it was fun. It it was not as good as I thought it would be, but it was. I'm glad I went. Well, probably because he didn't have like a bunch of comedians with him, right? He had, had one Booger? comedian. 
had he had Booger and the Asian guy from the movie whose name I don't know, and uh, he who was not really that funny. Booger was a lot funnier, and one comedian whose name I don't know. He's a guy with a beard, so you probably know him. Oh, a guy with a beard. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maria Bamford. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, she's good. Um, but anyway, it was I. I think I was thinking Mystery Science Theater, where they have everything written, but it's acted as if it's not written. Right. But I think in this case, it was all ad libbed, and it was they had some really good stuff, but they had some stuff where they were just quiet. Yeah, and, well, and that's why I feel like uh, when he's got comedians, nothing but comedians, mm-hmm. it's much better. Yeah, and the movie was worse than i remembered it was it's kind of a terrible movie and people talk about the scene that's basically a rape scene but right. there's other stuff in there that's disturbing so it was a movie that should have been made fun of more than it was was but there was, any weird like racism or anything you know like yeah. 16 candles ish type stuff or whatever oh, i i've not seen that but it has i have you ever seen revenge of the nerds you I have, but I mean, when it came out. So. One of the main things of the of the movie is that they are joining, they get together to join an all black fraternity. Oh, that's always high hilarity. Yeah, and then the end of the movie, the the all black fraternity goes to protect the Revenge of the Nerds, and you know you have the the big big black guys to scare the white guys because that's comedy. Well, that was the eighties. But it was very. I didn't remember John Goodman having a role in that movie. Major oh, that I movie. didn't either. He played the football coach. That seems like the role he was born to play. <laughs> and he was not seven hundred pounds. R.I.P. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it was, it was still fun. fun, though, huh? Yeah, I'm glad I did it. I just, I, I, it wasn't as funny as I expected it to be, but ah, it was that still sucks. funny. So it was worth going. It was kind of a weird crowd. Yeah, I would. I, it usually is. Yeah. And especially for like a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's like it was on Thursday, and it was Wizard Con, which is a big comic book convention. So I think it was a part of that. So it was it was kind of a mixed crowd because they this theater, the Trocadero, has movies once a week. I think that you pay three dollars to get in, and the three dollars gets you free popcorn and beer. And most of the time when they have movies there, apparently, I haven't gone to that yet. I probably will because it sounds fun. But people scream at the at the at the at the screen like they call out during the movies to have fun. So when the movie started, people were doing that as if it was the weekly thing and as as if those guys weren't there to do the same thing, but actually have be professional. So it took a little while for the crowd to to figure out that wasn't their job. Oh, that's yeah. And so that was kind of funny but kind of in the wing kind of threw the wrench into things from the beginning. yeah but the the doug benson had fun with it so that was cool and uh but anyway so but, well wizard con though, though i would imagine then that means nothing but uh supermodels there yeah that was that was nice well nice. manicured yeah but that yeah so part of the crowd was the, the people who are used to going there for those movies and then part of the crowd were people from wizard con you know being really beautiful all around me so it was it was a a funny crowd. Well, uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have anything exciting going on. Um, no, I wanted to see the Amy Poehler Paul Rudd movie, but apparently it's not it's out, but not out. Maybe it's just one of those limited releases. But I'd be surprised because they're doing national, like Paul Rudd was on the Colbert Report. 
yeah, I don't get those. Even if it is limited release, we live in major cities. It should be. I mean, yeah. How New York and L.A. shouldn't even be limited release. It should just be called two fucking cities. And most of the time, when it's just New York and L.A., that's for Academy Award consideration. Right. And right. this is not an Academy Award movie, so weird. But hopefully next week, because I really want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it too. As I said, I saw a, them do a live reading of it at Sketchfest uh, a couple years ago. You uh, didn't say that on the show, John. So the people watching us didn't even know you had ever said that. Well, open your eyes, people. It's It was all there in my body language from the beginning of this episode. Um, well, you want to get to recommendations? Sure. Do you have one? I do. All right. So I've kind of, I haven't recommended it before, but I didn't mention it. The... The new season of 24, whatever the fuck it's called, Die Another Day, Live Another Day. Um, <laughs> the It's, uh, I have to say, I, I hate watch it. I saw somebody online describe it perfectly. He said, I, uh, I love to hate it and I hate to love it. And I think that's a good, because I can't say I just hate watch it. Like, I enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fucking ridiculous. Um, I think, like, when the show first started... There was more of a gray era area as far as um, like him using torture and stuff, you know, to get what he wanted. And like, whereas now it just seems like some right wing jerk off fantasy about okay. this dude being, uh, you know, the Bernie gets uh, for the USA and just using whatever means necessary and rah, 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 total, you know, total vigilante uh, uh, worship. It, that's how it, it seems so far, anyway. But is Kiefer Sutherland a good enough actor that it doesn't matter? He's he's good at being the the stoic dude who you know nobody understands, but his heart's in the right place, even if people think he's evil. Okay. I, it's a little yeah, it's a little more black and white this this season. But uh, is it is it done? Have you? No, it's all... not finished yet. Okay. So they might they might go back into more of the moral gray area, which uh, which is more interesting. Um, but as it is, I'll I'll watch it until the end. And are these? It's going to be it's twelve episodes, two hours each. Uh, no, one. It's it's only one hour episodes. So I think it's only like half. They should have just called it twelve. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was going to be twelve twenty four. So it's not twenty four. It's yeah, it's twelve. It's twenty four. Live another day. I guess. Yeah. Anyway, that's my my recommendation uh, with reservations. Did you ever finish uh, the season of Revenge? Yeah, I did. I thought it went. Oh, down. I haven't done it yet. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's sitting there, but I did finish. Did you finish Fargo? I did finish Fargo. Fargo was it. It we had an episode about it where we praised it, and it stayed good the whole way through. Everyone should watch that. That's not my recommendation, but I just want to emphasize a previous episode that's really a good show yep i agree so you were happy you're happy with the resolution um yeah i was i'm not happy with you wasting my time waiting to hear your recommendation oh sorry (laughs) that was set out of love and also because of my stroke i would like to recommend the luminaries really really good novel uh, it's long though, so if you don't like long novels, don't even bother. Why? But do, oh, you posted about it on Facebook. Yeah, it's, and Viv it, was reading it at the same time as you. Yeah, it's it's was because I I guess we both read it on our Kindles, and I'm just so used to 
I mean, having the Kindle and you read it and you check at the bottom on how long it's going to take you to read the rest of the book. And most of the time it's like, you know, five or six hours. And this was said, I think it said 82 hours. It's a really long book, but it's, it's worth it. After you get the first few chapters are kind of meandering and I don't think it, it takes a little while to get into it. But once you get into it, it's, it's riveting. It's hard to put down. It's a really fun story, but it's also structurally it's interesting. Like she has all this stuff set up with the, the astro astrological signs where each character in the book is like an archetype of that astrological sign. And there's the planets, the other characters, the planets and the, the format of the book. I didn't I noticed that the, the chapters were changing like in, in size as the book went on, but I didn't piece together that, afterwards i read a review where it was like uh the chapters were like like the same as the phases of the moon it got shorter and shorter as it went on but also the way she plays with time like jumping forward in time and back in time and telling different stories from different perspectives of it as the book went on really neat wonderful stuff very clever it's a very cleverly written book it kind of i don't think it's as well written as it but it kind of made me think of uh, cloud atlas ah interesting so read so it Okay, you could read it, or you could uh, save eighty hours and just go get an astrology book. It sounds like. No, well, by, why bother getting a book? Just buy a newspaper. That's true. Like read anyone from the nineteen forties could. So, like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. Tell us how you thought of the vidcast. Tell us what you think of the show. Ask us an uh, episode you'd like to do. Ask us to star on the show, like a uh, former fan and now frequent co-host Jessica did and just be pleasant in your lives and tell friends to listen to. I'm sorry about my belly button play. Uh, we'll work that out in post, but, um, I, I guess that's it. So whatever, uh, until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Tuning